Welcome to the Antioch Austin podcast. Wherever you're listening from, we hope this message encourages you. For more information about Antioch Austin, please check our website at AntiochATX.com. Now here's Pastor J.D. Griffin. Well, happy Easter, Antioch. Oh, man, and what a unique Easter it is. Um, you know, and I know that we're going to have a lot of first-time watchers Today, we just want to give you just the biggest special welcome. And, and you know what? We would love to know how you're celebrating today. So if you could like tag us in your posts and your pics, uh, because I tell you, this is going to be an Easter to remember. Um, and, and, you know, in that said, oftentimes we spend Easter with our friends and our family. So it kind of shines a, a very unique light on this global crisis that we are all in the middle of together. Um, And I know that for some of you, things are getting a lot harder and they're not getting easier. Um, And for some of you, there's some decisions that are awaiting you next week that are just heavy on your mind. And my heart for you and my heart for me, because I'm in it with you today, uh, is that we would find some light in the darkness. Uh, And Easter is a moment when we stop and we celebrate that our God is not dead. Uh, And and our God is alive and he's moving and he's reaching out and he's longing to touch us in ways that are bigger than we could even ask or imagine. Uh, You know, and and this whole moment, this whole story that we're going to dive in today started in Luke 24. So if you have a Bible, I want you to go there. I'm going to read it starting in verse 1. It says, On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and they went to the tomb. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that were gleaming like lightning stood beside them. And in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. You know, I grew up in a church that at times would reach back into the old school. And I got to be honest with you, sometimes I think the old school is the best school. And and, and we would do this thing, like our pastor would stand uh, on the pulpit on Easter Sunday, and he would say, he is risen. And then everybody else would shout out, he is risen indeed. So across all of our living rooms, right, I'm going to say, he is risen. Now say it with me. He's risen indeed. Indeed, you know, it's always a good time to remember that our God is alive. It's always good to remember that our God is alive. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing that's bigger than him. I think that's good for us to hear in the middle of this crisis. There's nothing that is bigger than him, not not even death. There's nothing that's too much for him. There's no darkness that's too dark for him. He's a God that in the midst of our trouble comes with a peace that surpasses all understanding. You know, I don't know if you've noticed, but we're living in a, in a very uncertain age. 
uncertainty has become our new normal. Have you felt that? And, and, and things are changing so quickly, and, and those changes are affecting some of us in some very big ways. You know, I heard a prediction last week that, that there's a chance that, that by June, the city of Austin will have an unemployment rate of 25%. There's some uncertainty in the air. Uh, and can I say that the crisis that we are facing is new. But what this crisis is bringing up in us is not new. Let me say that again. The crisis we're facing is new. This has never happened the way that it's happening before. But what this crisis is bringing up in us is not new. Uh, because I think if we take an honest look at this historic day when, when Jesus died on the cross... And as these moments would have played out for his disciples and the followers of Jesus in real time, they would have felt some uncertainty in the air. If you're a Bible reader, you, you come to stories like this and we read them through this lens of victory because, because we know the whole story. But to those who were in the middle of the story, for Jesus' disciples, for those who had followed him, they, they were not seeing victory. They, they, they were seeing confusion and uncertainty. And I'm sure some of the questions that we've been asking in these days, they asked in those days, like, like what does this mean? Like, like what do I do now? Where, where am I supposed to go? For us, it's like, can I go anywhere, right? I mean, overnight for them, everything changed. The, the one, Jesus, that, that had, they had come to see to be Emmanuel, God with them, the promised Messiah, the, the one that was going to right all that was wrong was now dead. So now what? You know, oftentimes you'll hear preachers in moments like this say things like, have you ever felt like something that you were leaning on be begin to shift underneath your feet? Well, I don't have to ask that question today because the answer for all of us is yes. Uh, be because we're all experiencing stable stuff no longer being stable. Like that, that's normal. Like we have people that are boxing each other at Walmart over toilet paper. You used to only see fights at Walmart once a year, right? Good, or not Good Friday. <laughs> no, no, not on Good Friday, on Black Friday. Very different days, okay? Very different days. But you would see people on, on, on Black Friday getting fights because they're willing to give their lives for a good deal on a television. And, and now we have people getting in fights over something we didn't even see as valuable until uncertainty. Uncertainty has a way of making things feel like they're shifting underneath our feet. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's this very real, we're in this together vibe right now. I mean, everything from the teddy bear scavenger hunts that are happening 
in neighborhoods, which are so cool. Signs in people's windows that say we're in this together. In our neighborhood, people are like coloring their fences with street chalk with like these amazing murals that say like we're going to make it. I mean, there's just like this sense that we're in this together. But can we also be real? We're also more suspicious of each other than ever before. Somebody coughs in the grocery store, everybody looks like a crime has been committed. Look, it used to be rude if you were walking down the street and somebody was walking towards you to then go to the other side of the street. If you did that, you'd be considered, you know, like accused of profiling or something like that. Now it's polite. Like to go to the other side of the street, people are like, thank you, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, like have you felt... Everything is changing, right? Like stable things are no longer stable. There's a pressure that's happening in uncertainty. And when pressure builds up, things start to blow up. When pressure builds up, this pressure of the uncertainty that we're all feeling, things start to blow up. You know, I had a job in college. I was a hydroblaster. Now, none of you probably know what that is, okay? But, but what I did was I cleaned with, with high-powered water pipes and different things that were in, like, refineries along the Houston shipyard, okay? Like, it's dirty work, but you make great money in a short amount of time. And so that's what I did for my summer jobs, just trying to make as much money as I could. And, and so oftentimes they would call us in to clean out clogged pipes, and pipes would get clogged with this, like, this byproduct material that was called polymer. And, and this polymer was kind of like a rubbery, rocky substance that, that when it gets plugged up into the pipes, it, it literally looks like rocks are in these pipes. And they get kind of stuck in there, and they literally need to be cut out. And so I was there, and I was cutting this stuff out of this pipe. And as I'm cutting this stuff out of this pipe, I have no idea that pressure was building up within the pipe because the water that we're shooting out of these massive guns is coming out so fast and so much pressure that it could cut through a railroad tie. And all of that pressure that's coming out of that gun, all that pressure with the water is not going away. It's building in the pipe. And I'm minding my business. I'm just cutting this stuff out of this thing and flushing it out. And I have no idea that the pressure that's building inside the pipe is getting to a dangerous level. And then before you know it, bam, all of the polymer that was in the pipe, these, these massive pieces of plastic rock basically, shoot out of this pipe and hit me in the face. Just knock my helmet off. Knock every, I mean, I'm like dazed and confused. Like, wow, like, you know, I didn't know what was happening. Dude's in the truck, supposed to be having my back, laughing at me. If you're watching, if you're watching this, I still don't forgive you. But when pressure builds up, I'm joking, I, I forgive you. When, when pressure builds up, things start to blow up. Anybody with me today aware of how pressure is growing in our society? And when that happens, solid things start to shift and maybe even explode and hit you in the face. 
you know, and as I've been leaning into this pressure that I'm feeling and experiencing in the middle of this, I found that the pressure of uncertainty, that pressure that comes when it feels like the ground is shifting underneath our feet, it pushes us into a few things. And to make it easy, I've made them all start with the letter D. Because you can't spell COVID-19 without D. You see, you see what I did? You see that? They, they all start with the letter D. The pressure of uncertainty can push us into dynamite, denial, and distance. Dynamite, denial, in distance, yeah, pressure growing leads to things exploding like dynamite. Pressure growing leads to things exploding. You feel this maybe with your spouse or your roommate. Don't look at them right now. Just look right at me. We're going to get through this together, okay? Don't let them know. Maybe it's your children that you're feeling some pressure, right? But, but this cloud of uncertainty that we're all living under is creating pressure in all of us that's affecting what's around us. And what maybe used to feel like it would be like a small offense now feels like a huge offense. You know, like because when pressure builds up, things start to Blow up what might have felt like a little frustration before shelter in place. A little frustration now feels like a huge frustration. Disagreements that, that, that might not have gotten loud are starting to get loud, right? Emotions are starting to feel really, really big. And if you're like me, you can feel the grace that we have for those around us getting smaller as the pressure of uncertainty is getting bigger. And that's because pressure pushes us to the end of us. Pressure pushes us to the end of us, and the pressure of uncertainty can start to feel like dynamite has been lit internally. And like I've said, what we're going through is new, but what we're feeling in the middle of it is not new. Because on the night that Jesus was arrested, by, by the religious leaders that, that were going to take him to the cross. It says in John 18, verse 10, Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it, and he struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his ear. <laughs> Pressure growing leads to things exploding. Right, pressure growing. I mean, look, here you have a guy who had been walking with Jesus for years at this point, right? He, he was going to become a pillar in the church to come, right? But he was experiencing one of the D's in the pressure of uncertainty. And, and the pressure of uncertainty lit the dynamite internally. And then all of a sudden, a man that was a fisherman, not a soldier, boom! Look, Peter was known as being somebody who spoke before he thought, but we don't know anything about being Peter being somebody who swings before he thinks, right? Like, no, he was not a soldier. He was a fisherman. When did he get a sword? The pressure of uncertainty leads to things exploding. 
But in the pressure he was feeling, he found himself doing something he probably never thought that he would do. This is what the pressure of uncertainty can do to us, right? We, 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 we start feeling the pressure growing in us. Things start to explode around us. And then all of a sudden, you start doing things and saying things and involving yourself in things that you would not even have imagined doing before pressure. You know, for me, a simple one that I'm feeling real right now is that I never want to raise my voice in frustration in any situation, but, but especially with my kids. But I got to be real. As the pressure of uncertainty has increased, so has the volume of my frustration. Because the pressure of uncertainty lights dynamite inside of us. If we don't lean into it, if we don't deal with that pressure, we will find ourselves exploding. And that explosion will affect what's around us. Pressure will push us to light some dynamite in us. But it will also push us to our second D, which is to deny what's happening around us. In John 20, Peter, the same dude that exploded, cut off that homie's ear. Some of the other disciples went with him to the tomb where Jesus was buried after he died on the cross. And, and as we read in our earlier passage, the tomb was empty. Now understand that Jesus had told them. In many ways, at many different times, who he was, what that meant, and what he must do. Yet, as they were in the empty tomb, the pressure of the uncertainty that they were walking in made it hard for them to understand what they were looking at. It says this in John 20, verse 6, Then Simon Peter came along behind him, and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. And finally, the other disciples who had reached the tomb first also went inside, and he saw and Believed, but, but listen to verse 9. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had risen from the dead. So, so when it says that they believed, it means that they believed that he wasn't there. They believed that Mary did not make up the story that the tomb was empty. But at this point, they still didn't get what was really happening. And we see this in their response in verse 10 because it says that then the disciples went back to where they were staying. They went back to where they were staying. And then we find in John 21 verse 3 that Peter says, you know what, boys? I'm just going fishing. You see, the pressure of uncertainty that they were encountering was making them question everything that had happened to them. 
When it says that they were just going back to where they were staying and then Peter saying, look, boys, I'm going fishing. It shows us where uncertainty and where pressure can pull us. These were, these were Jesus' closest guys, right? They, they had seen miracles happen in front of them. They, 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 they had been changed by hearing Jesus speak. They had been marked by how Jesus lived, but in the uncertainty that they were feeling, we find ourselves being pulled back into what we used to know as familiar. If we don't fight against that pull before long, we're going to start to forget what Jesus has done. The, the, the pre, the, the, this pressure we're under right now, it's going to cause some of us maybe to deny what's happening. There, there might be a few of you that are like, ah, nah, it's not a big deal. That's real. That part of denial is real, just to ignore the facts of what's going on around you. But I think for most of us, the denial that we're experiencing is that we will begin to deny who God has been to us. Because we will allow uncertainty, all the stuff that we're feeling around us shifting, start to cloud our memories of what God has done for us in the past. And this is what I think was happening to Peter because Jesus had told him, you are a rock. I'm going to build my church on you. He said, you're no longer a fisherman. You're a fisher of men. But undealt with pressure can push us into denying who God has been to us and what God has said about us. Yeah, the pressure of uncertainty can light dynamite. It, it can cause denial and it can create distance. You know, every year around this time, I, I, I love to begin to read through the gospel accounts of, of Jesus' life and, and his death and his resurrection. And, and I've done it for many, many years. But what I love about the Bible is it doesn't matter how many times that you've read it. It doesn't matter how many times you've read a scripture. This book is living and active. And so there are things that just will jump out at you and grab you. And it's almost like you've never even read them before. But of course you have. But, but God is showing you something unique and special in that moment. And that's exactly what happened to me when I found myself reading Luke 23 about right after Jesus breathed his last breath and the earth responded, right? He shouts out, it's finished. There's an earthquake. The sun goes away. It's dark in the middle of the day. And it says this in verse 48, when all the people who had gathered to witness saw what took place, they beat their breast and they went away. But listen to verse 49. But all those who knew him all those who knew him, including the woman who had followed him from Galilee, they stood at a distance. It was like all I could see was they stood at a distance. I mean, have you noticed 
how you, you might be closer in proximity to the people that you're living with right now than you ever have been for more hours than you ever have been in your entire relationship with them, but you can still be miles away. Shelter in place is going to keep you there, but pressure is going to pull your emotions out of there. Shelter in place is going to keep you there, but pressure is going to pull you emotionally out of there. Because uncertainty can make us want to stand at a distance in our relationships with one another and in our relationships with God. When things start happening that feels like shifting, we pull away. We do not press in. We stand back. We don't stand close. And there have been times in my life when stuff has gotten really, really hard. And if I'm honest, it's hard to stand close. I've had moments that were so painful. I remember the first miscarriage that Liz and I had. It hurt. I didn't understand it. The grief I was feeling, I didn't get it. I didn't want to stand close. I remember being in Seattle feeling like we weren't going to make it. We didn't have the money that we needed to live where we were living, we, we, Liz was pregnant. We didn't have money for food. It, it hurt. I wanted to stand at a distance. I didn't want to stand close. The pressure of uncertainty, unchecked, will create distance in us. There are real moments when just the idea of singing a worship song felt so far away. It, it was like pain and fear and pressure was trying to steal my voice in the fire. And this is what I want us to hear today. The D's that we deal with in pressure are crushed under the weight of what Jesus did. The, the D's that we feel in pressure, the dynamite, the, the denial, the distance is crushed under the weight of what Jesus did. And today is all about what Jesus did. 1 Peter 2.24 says he himself bore our sin in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds we are healed. You see, our sin separates us from God and makes us subjected to the pressures of life without God. And this is not just for some of us. This is for all of us because Romans 23 says this, for we all have sinned. We all have fallen short of the glory of God. And, and we're all justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. You see, Jesus suffered and died on the cross, not because of what he did. No, 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 no. He suffered and died on the cross because of what I did. He suffered and died on the cross because of what we did. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? He crushed death and came back to life so that nothing could crush us. 
in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6, it says, For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Because listen to this, listen to verse eight. This is so important for us to hear in the middle of the pressure we're feeling because we're hard pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. Yeah, yeah, we're, per we're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're, we're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. So, so we start feeling like pressure is building. We start feeling like things are going to start exploding. We start feeling the, the temptation to deny what's happening. We, we, we start feeling the distance that pressure is creating. We need to understand that the weight that we're feeling is being pressed back by the all-surpassing power from God through Christ Jesus because we're pressed but we're not crushed. And the deeds of uncertainty don't exist under the blood that Jesus shed on the cross. I know that some of you are watching this today and you're standing at a distance. You might even be scratching your head going like, how did I even start watching this right now? <laughs> like, how did, how, did, how, did, how did this get on my television? And I want you to know I know why. Because God wants you to hear that he loves you. He loves you so much that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And if you want to give your life to Jesus today and allow that all-surpassing power of God to start pushing back on all that seems to be pushing on you, I want you right now, right where you are, to pray this simple prayer with me. Just say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Set my feet upon a path of righteousness for your name's sake. I am yours. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, we could not be more excited. I want you to do me a favor, and I want you to grab that QR code that you're seeing on your screen right now because we would love to know you, to celebrate with you, and to come alongside you. And, and, and for the rest of you, happy Easter. He's risen. He's risen indeed. Let's say it again. He's risen. He's risen indeed. And may the peace of God rule and reign in your heart and in your mind today. Bless you.